0: There's no shame in seeking more out of life. It's completely acceptable to want to feel fully alive. If you feel a calling, if you've reached midlife or beyond and ached for something to light you up or to set you free, then this is the place for you. There's a seed inside you that wants to grow? Well, I invite you to join me in some insightful conversations about what it means to have reached midlife or beyond and find that you want a deeper connection with self and spirit that you have dreams that you never dared act upon before now. That no matter your age, you're willing to finally meet your heart's longing and start an adventure to your true self. I'm Patti Diener, an author, an entrepreneur, and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act. So let's get started. Hello there, my friends. Welcome back to another special edition of Beautiful Second Act podcast last Thursday of every month, we have The Reading Room. So welcome to The Reading Room today, you guys. Um, I've been writing my whole life, and um, I've collected a lot of essays, short stories, novellas, um, and now I write novels, y'all. But um, I thought, you know, I have so many that I've written over the years that I decided to start doing uh, The Reading Room, where I share some of my work with you guys at the end of every month. And um, this one today, this piece is called The Gift. Um, I wrote it about four years ago, and since then it's been rewritten and put back together again, and I hope you enjoy it today. If you like to hear little stories on uh, audio, then while, this is something that you can listen to you know, in the car or while you're cleaning the house or whatever, and it's just a short little nugget of a story. I hope you enjoy it. Um, my voice is really scratchy today. Um, allergies have been really kicking my butt, so, um, I hope that it's not too annoying to listen to me today. (laughs) But, um, without further ado, let's get into the story. So here's the gift. The year I was 20, my then boyfriend, who would become my husband, took me on my first trip to Hawaii. We saved every last penny we had to take that trip. I dreamed of the swaying palm trees, the soft sandy beaches, and the pretty little drinks with umbrellas in them. But the one place we knew we had to visit was Pearl Harbor. As I boarded the deck of the USS Arizona Memorial, the silence was palpable. Men and women, both American and Japanese alike, stood amazed as they peered over the rails into the dark waters just above the battleship. Some folks stroked the dark marble memorial with the names of lost Navy men etched into the cool stone. Others cried silently. I thought of my grandfather. Grandpa was a proud man with an unusual past. He was the husband of my beloved grandmother, the father to three children, including my dad, and he was a survivor of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Not in the way you would consider a survivor, though. I could hear his voice in my head telling me the story as I stood in the tropical breeze of the day. Gazing into the inky dark water and imagining the tragedy this historical place held, I began to feel what it must have been like for my grandfather to have been 20 years old and being stationed in such a paradise before it was all touched by hell. My girl, it was quite a change for a Denver, Colorado boy to be stationed in Hawaii. I'd never been so far from home, but I loved every minute of it. My grandmother had passed and I was beginning to ask many questions that I wished I'd asked years before. It's like that when you finally become an adult. Family history suddenly becomes important. Sitting in my ailing grandfather's home, I listened to how I even came into existence. The palm trees, the nightclubs, and the ladies, he winked. This is before your grandmother, you understand. But other than the usual chores and training drills, we really had the life. Then his eyes went dark for a moment. Until I got the call. In November, just after Thanksgiving, I was told my parents were both dead. A murder-suicide, they said. It was all over the Denver papers. I was to go home to take care of my younger brother and sister. They were both minors, and I was the only kin they had left, so the Navy sent me back. Murder-suicide? Grandpa, you never told me that part. What happened to your parents? He shook his head for a minute, then continued. We never spoke of it. It was considered a family secret because it was an embarrassment to our name. Ha! Well, the name we have now. You see, I wasn't born with this name. I was a Schweitzer. It wasn't until November of 1941 that I even knew this. I entered the U.S. Navy with our family name, using my driver's license that had our family name, until I got the call and came back stateside. I never knew this Schweitzer guy even existed. But your parents... When they died, what happened to them? I pressed. My mother was a lovely woman. She was an incredibly talented singer and artist. However, she apparently had bad luck with men. The Schweitzer man was my real father. He was a cheat, liar, and a gambler, and ran off on her while she was pregnant with me. So, when she met the man I called Dad, they just decided he'd adopt me as his own, and they never said another thing about it. Again, family secret. He paused to give me time to digest the information. I got up and poured us some coffee, and when I returned, I had to ask about it again. So, the man you thought was your father, was he a good dad to you all? Did they fight a lot, your parents? How did it end up a murder-suicide? I suppose he was caught cheating on my mother. He shrugged. That's what I was told. And... "'Mother wasn't about to go through the humiliation of it again, so she shot him and then she turned the gun on herself,' he said, then he sipped his coffee. "'I sat thinking how awful it must have been for all of them to have lost both their parents at the same time, and the shock, and then the immediate responsibilities put upon my young grandfather. He was pulled from his duties in the Navy, then sent home to make funeral arrangements, care for his younger siblings, and then found out he wasn't even this man's child, that all his life he'd assumed was his father. So how did you come to know you were a Schweitzer, I asked. The courts told me. They said although I was indeed the sole person to care for my siblings, I was still just their half-brother. This didn't sit well with me. If my mother never considered this Schweitzer guy to be my father, and the only man I'd ever known to be a dad to me was my dad, well then, by God, I was going to keep the family name. I had it legally changed. Did you ever look up your real father? Did you ever meet him? I hired a private investigator. I found out everything I needed to know and left it at that. I never spoke to the man. But you see, in a strange way, your grandmother's ill fate with men saved my life. Saved yours, too because if it weren't for her shooting them both, I'd most likely have died December seventh, 1941, alongside all my friends in Pearl Harbor. I'd never have met your grandmother in Denver, and you would never have been born, my girl, he smiled. As we sat and sipped our coffee quietly for a moment, I was lost in the thought of my family genealogy, and when I looked up, I saw a string of tears running down my grandfather's face. I was alarmed, and I set my cup down to go to him. What is it, Pop? I'm sorry if I made you talk about such sad times for you. I felt awful. He smiled and wiped away his tears, handing me his cup. No, no, it's all right. It just made me think of my buddies that never got to have a life like mine. They were lost so young, pulled the short straw, so to speak. They didn't get to grow old with a wonderful woman like I did. They gave the ultimate sacrifice. I sometimes feel guilty for that. Not knowing what to say, I simply hugged him. While he patted my back, I heard him laugh. But when I see you here in my home, I smile and know that this is what was meant for me. I'm very happy you are here, my girl. Birds chirped and snapped me back to the present. The sun peeked out from behind large billowy clouds as we boarded the ferry that was to take us back from the memorial. That night we were to go to a luau, then out for drinks. Although it was early in the afternoon, suddenly I felt drained. Emotions ran so high just sitting in the silence of the USS Arizona Memorial that it was hard to imagine leaving that place and going out for a great time. Then I remembered my grandfather talking of the wonderful times he and his buddies had before the infamous day of the Japanese attack, before my grandfather was sent home, when they were all still feeling young, vibrant, and very much alive. Then I smiled. I was given a great gift the gift of life. To be saddened and to feel guilty would only be a waste of this tremendous gift. There are a great many sacrifices our forefathers have made for us that release a domino effect into life. I decided to embrace the beautiful day, pray for those lives lost, be grateful, and I enjoyed every last minute of the time we had in Hawaii. Okay, that's the end of the story, y'all. I hope that you enjoyed it a short little nugget. (laughs) So I hope that this Thursday or whenever you're listening to this episode um, is a good day for you. Join me back here next Tuesday and every Tuesday here at Beautiful Second Act podcast for our regular format. Uh, This coming Tuesday, we have a wonderful interview coming up. So uh, you're not going to want to miss it. If you do like what we're putting out here into the world, do me a favor and share it with somebody. Tell somebody that you like the podcast. Tell your friends on social media. Um, And the best thing that you can do if you want to support the show is to leave a rating. Um, It really helps a lot for people to find it easier. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any of the uh, upcoming shows. All right, you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. I appreciate you spending time here with me and um, because I know lives get busy, so that you spend any time here with me at all is just such a blessing. So have a great rest of your day, and I'll be talking to you. Cheers.